this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. This episode is dedicated to the memory of our friend in audio, Bill Hallwood. Rock on by Crom. The following program is rated U for universal audiences and is considered suitable for listeners of all ages. This is a presentation of Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. Ooh, pretty. Very pretty. Oh, Chango, what are you on about? Chango like pretty lights on planet up ahead. Oh, Chango dear, whatever are you talking about? Chango like pretty lights, there, on view screen. Well, I never. Those are some amazing lights. Very bright. And they seem to be coming from the surface of that planet up ahead. Just like Chongo say. Yes, indeed. Just like you said, dear brother. Hmm. I wonder if the captain will allow me to take the Titan Three closer to check that out. Ooh, Chongo hopes so. Chongo wants see. Computer? Hmm. <laughs> How can I help you, boy? We've detected a strange planet up ahead with really brilliant lights on the surface. I wonder, um, do you think that Captain Hancock would allow us to take the ship in for a closer look? Do you reckon there could be something of value down there, Lovey? There is a distinct possibility. Then I have no doubt old Money Pants will be more than happy to let you take one of the shuttlecraft out to have a look. But allow me to ask him for you, ducky. Oh, that would be super of you, computer. Oh, my pleasure. Just hang ten there for a moment. I'll get your permission for you. Ha, ha, ha. A real scientific expedition to an unknown planet. Maybe taking this job as ship engineer wasn't such a bad idea after all, Chango. No, it was good idea. Just like Chongo job as ship pilot. Chongo love being ship pilot. Chongo, Chongo, Chongo! <laughs> you just never change, do you, Chongo? Chongo change. Chongo change all time. This new tie. Never mind, Chongo dear. Just steer the ship. Chongo steer ship. Chongo good pilot. Of course you are, brother dear. You're the best. Chongo knows this. <laughs> Robots of the company. 
you are listening to Robots of the Company, episode number 84, Risky Business, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. Shuttlecraft is away, Captain Fruit Pies. I'm going to ignore your stupid little attempt at humor, computer, and simply say, good. Hopefully, Putch and crew will bring me back a fortune in valuables. What kind of valuables do you think they'll find, honey cheeks? I honestly don't care, just so long as they bring me back a fortune in whatever it is they find down there. Anything that makes me rich is a good thing. Even if it's a rich deposit of... Chicken pox? Ha ha ha! Oh, ha ha ha. How very droll, computer. Haven't you got something better to do than making my life a living hell today? That's my job any day, ducky. And it's a good day. Ha <laughs> ha! Whatever you say, computer. How are you getting on with that new secretary of yours, Miss Hardbottom? Oh, God, don't mention that woman to me. She's a terror, computer. A holy terror. In fact, the only thing that would make my day, apart from Putch and crew coming back with a fortune in gold or something, is if I could put holes in Miss Hardbottom. In her bottom? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. In any part of her. Now, I really have a lot of work to do today, computer, so vamoose. You. Work? Don't make me laugh. <laughs> Too late. You already did. <laughs> Enough. Leave me in peace, please. In peace? Or in pieces. <laughs> Computer! Fine, fine. I'll leave you be. For now. Bye, Ducky! <laughs> Captain Hancock! We must have words. Oh, God, if it isn't the plague of the Black Death herself. Your feeble attempts at humor are. feeble at best. And I don't know why you bother. I'm immune to it. Miss Hardbottom, you'd have to be immune to almost everything. I mean, you're so unpleasant to be around, even the bubonic plague would go out of its way to avoid you. (sighs) I'm going to ignore that remark. Because we have other, more pressing business to attend to. And what could possibly be more pressing than me insulting you, Miss Hardbottom? I've just been going over the ship's expense account. And? The way this ship goes through money on a weekly basis leads one to wonder how you haven't gone bankrupt by now. Well, it's a functioning ship. We do business, you know. And not so badly, if I do say so myself. It's down to what a great captain of industry I am. No pun intended, of course. And what sort of business would that be? You mean, no one has explained to you exactly what we do aboard the Titan Three? Had one explained such a thing? I would not be asking, would I? It's a fair point. I would have thought Prentice would have taken care of... Never mind. It's always left up to old Captain Hancock to take care of the little things. Not to mention the little people. On second thought, I take that back. You could hardly be considered a little person, eh, Miss Hardbottom? May we please stick to the subject at hand, Captain Hancock? Oh, very well. It's a salvage operation. Hancock, Inc. is a salvage operation. We jet about the galaxy finding whatever salvage and treasure we can get our hands on. And we don't do it rather well, I must say. Really? 
Well, not according to your books. We must take a moment to go over them. Well, it'll have to wait just a few minutes. I'm in the middle of something. So if you'll wait there for a bit, I'll be right with you. Oh. Oh, well, if that is how it must be, then fine. But I'm not moving from this spot until we have this discussion. Somehow I knew you'd say something like that, Miss Hardbottom. certainly is a strange planet. It's just in the middle of nowhere. Not even close to a star. Oh, that sure is pretty strange, Butch. How is it even possible that this planet is here, and that it has an atmosphere? Can you answer that one, Derek? I honestly don't know. But it will be fun finding out. Chongo already having fun. Chongo is chuffed. I'll be happy too, if I get to knock some heads together. <laughs> uh, it's been too long since we had a good scrap. Scraps are fun. <laughs> Lovely is just hoping for a good party. It's been far too long since Lovely had a chance to party on down. I wondered why you volunteered for this mission, Lovely. You seriously think we're here for fun? All Lovely knows is Lovely has been bored all years. There has been nothing at all for Lovely to do. Lovely wants to get Lovely's freak on. Lovely needs to boogie on down tonight. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, things may get freaky, all right. But maybe not quite what you're hoping for, Lovely. Then Lovely would cry. Oh, boy. Look, everyone keep your optical lenses wide open. Anything could be in the shadows just waiting to jump out at us. I'm ready for anything, Butch. I got your back. Good to know, Crusher. Now, where are those mysterious lights that drew us down here? Chango, you were supposed to land us close to the lights. Not Chango's fault. Lights went out, so... Chango guess. Well, they have to be here somewhere. We must have come down close to them. Well, I sure don't see any lights. Let's search this entire area. There's gotta be something here. Now, where were we, Miss Hardbottom? The books, Captain Hancock. The books! You may not be doing as well at this salvage business as you think you are. Oh? What do you mean? You may make a bit of money here and there on the odd bit of junk, but your outgoings are off the scale. I mean, look at this. 1,500 space credits for food and drink supplies. So? It's a big ship. We're out in deep space most of the time, so we buy up a lot of supplies in case we don't get back to port for a while. We're sometimes out in space for months. Do you expect us all to starve to death, Miss Hardbottom? Correct me if I'm wrong, Captain. 
But up until my recent employment, weren't you the only organic life form aboard this ship? Well, let me see. In a way. I mean, many of the bots who serve aboard this ship do have an organic component to them, don't you know? In fact, all bots manufactured after the year 2980 do, in fact, have some organic component to them. A lot of people don't know that, so there. <laughs> you see, the old captain is a bit smarter than you thought, eh? The problem with that bit of information you just imparted is that most robots, despite having an organic component to their overall makeup, do not require the ingestion of food. Many of them do consume oil in various forms, sometimes even dressed up to look like human food. But overall, containing no amount of digestible materials such as you or I would consume. Really? How interesting. Are you planning to stand around here all day giving me a biology lesson, Miss Hardbottom, or do you plan to do some actual work? <gasps> what an insufferable man you are, Captain Hancock. I'm here to help you. To make your business run more efficiently. One would think that you would be more grateful. I'd be a lot more grateful if you'd make the odd cup of coffee around here, you know? Oh, but I forgot. You are too good to do such menial tasks. Well, it's what you were hired for. No, I wasn't, Captain Hancock. I was hired to organize this ship for better efficiency. To try to make sense of your insane filing system. Now, is that such a bad thing? Uh, well, no, but... I'm here to help you make more money, Captain Hancock. Money! That glorious thing that makes the galaxy turn, that makes life worth living, that thing we all pursue to enrich our lives. Wonderful, beautiful, and hopefully tax-free money. My God, you're sexy when you're giving into greed. Excuse me? Clearly you have some passion for monetary gain, Miss Hardbottom. You have no idea, Captain. Oh, the very thought of great wealth. Well, it does things to me. Does it? And, and, oh, what I could do with a man of wealth and riches. A man with... money. Why... There isn't much I wouldn't do for such a man. Well, you know, there is a reason we haven't gone bankrupt aboard this ship. Really? Do tell, Captain. I have a secret, you see, Miss Hardbottom. I am not just a poor space captain. I, uh... I have a little nest egg hidden away in a Switch bank account on the planet Switzerland. Uh... Switzerland? Yes, you know, where all the banks are. I see... I may only appear to be a poor, wretched, small business owner, but I am, in fact, independently wealthy. I just hate to flaunt it, you see. And then there's the fact that, when it's known that you're independently wealthy, everyone wants a handout. And I'm just so greedy, you see. I don't like to share. Well, not with just anyone. Oh, Captain Hancock. I... I don't think I can control myself at this moment. And at this moment, nor can I, Miss Hardbottom. <sighs> Don't bother. And while you're at it, call me Dorothy. Or Dot, for short. Oh, Dot. Come here to me. I, I must have you. Um, could I have a word, Captain Hand? Oh, my. I'm so sorry for interrupting. I... 
I had no idea. <laughs> Get out and shut the bloody door, Prentice. Y- y- yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Oh, Dot. Oh. Oh. I just realized. I don't even know your first name. Well, it's. It's Jarvis, but my parents always called me Jerry. Oh. 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 Oh, kiss me, Jerry. Mr. Prentice, I am Beldar, the dishwasher, and I'm filling in for a day while he is off having some business meeting of some sort. Can I get you something to drink, sir? Yes, uh, I'll have an oil martini and, and make it a table. Coming right up. Are you quite all right, El Prentice? You look awful. Oui, you look as if you had seen a ghost, bon ami. Oh, far worse, I'm afraid. I've just seen the most disgusting sight in the galaxy. What could be so bad? You didn't just watch a replay of the Zero-G Potball Championship game of 3012, did you? The one where the Titan Tillers beat the Colonial Crushers 2021 to 3, did you? Because that was truly horrendous. No, I'm not talking about Zero G Batball. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Oh, I can't even say it. It's too terrible to even describe. You'd better get that drink for him at once. We, oui, this poor bot is about to blow. It's coming right up, guys. It had better be. I, I really need a good stiff drink. And then I need to speak to my therapist. I don't even know if I'll ever be the same after what I've seen. I mean, it was all hands, tongues. Oh, dear! He's on the floor. You better make that uh, two drinks, my boy. Gotcha, Mr. Zimtron. On the way. It's pitch black now. I can't see a thing. Can you guys see anything from where you are? Nothing, boss. Not a, not a party in sight. It is so boring here. Lovely should have stayed on the ship. How depressing. Congo see nothing. It is very strange. Perhaps the lights were merely an illusion. Wow, that's very bright. Too bright. It's blinding me. Lovely is frightened. Stay close to Chongo. Chongo not scared. What the heck is it? Obviously, it's the lights we saw from space. 
They're just so bright now that we're so close. But what is it? I can't tell. And this is what we pay you for? I thought you were a genius, Derek. I am a genius. But nobody's perfect. Come back. Who the heck is that? I can see no one. I wasn't asking you, Derek. In fact, I'm done asking you things. Come no further. When I find him, I'm gonna pound him. Jungle Pound 2. Approach at your own peril. I think we better stay back, just as he says, guys. Whoever he is. That is very wise, Archmick Nuttich. He knows my name. But how is that possible? Do not ask questions. Well, clearly he's not scientifically inclined. It is the first rule of science to always ask questions. My, but he's annoying. <laughs> you, you don't know the half of it. Ho, 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 ho. Most amusing. Well... Thanks, I, uh, think. So, if I may be so bold, sir, may I ask who we are addressing? Oh, all right. I suppose that's fair. I am known as Haldrax, Keeper of the Knowledge. And I must tell you, as Keeper of the Knowledge, that it is not your time to be here. Not our time? Lovely is so confused. Now there's a surprise. We're sorry, Haldrax, sir, but what do you mean? I mean there is a right time for everything, and this is not your time. There's great knowledge that awaits you here, but you are too early. You must wait six of your months. Then you may return. Now go, and do not return until the designated time. Do you understand? Oh, 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 we understand, sir. <laughs> we'll be on our way now. Good, but do not be late. Do not fail to return at the designated time, or you will all meet a dreadful end. You must return here at the designated time. Do you understand? Loud and clear, sir. Loud and clear. We will return as you command. Good. And be sure to bring an offering. An offering? What, what kind of offering? Oh, I don't know. Something chocolatey. Do you understand? You want us to bring you chocolate? A chocolate treat when we return in six months' time? Is that correct? That is correct. Now be gone. Then consider us history. Uh, until we return, of course. Come on, you guys. We best do as we're told. Lovely is right ahead of you. Lovely is ready to go back to that boring ship. <sighs> yes, back to the boring ship. Oh, um... Hello there, Captain. 
so how was your um ping pong game? Yes, that's it. Uh, how was it? Hmm? Prenti, what on earth are you talking about? I don't play ping pong and you know it. Well, yes, uh, I, I do know that. But, um, I, I was trying to find a delicate way of saying, well, you know. No, I don't know, Prenti. Now spit it out. All right, sir. If you really want me to say it, you're... Uh, you're... Fornication! Uh, oh, all right. There you are. Uh, I've said it! Uh, I've said it. Satisfied? My what, Prenti? There's no need to be coy, sir. I saw it. I saw everything. Exactly what did you see, Prentice? Oh, you know what, sir. The... the... kissing and, and such with Miss Hardbottom. Oh, that. Oh, yes, indeed. That. That, that, that act of... Of lust. It was nothing at all. Just a complete misunderstanding. No big deal, Prentice. No big deal? No big deal? <laughs> really? But it was all hands and tongues everywhere. Oh, 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 I feel faint again. Oh, just by thinking about it. Oh, no big deal, sir. Ha ha ha. I think not. Look, we've talked it over, Miss Hardbottom and I, and we've decided never to discuss it again. It was a momentary lapse in good judgment, a moment of pure weakness. And it will never happen again. In fact, beyond the kissing bit, nothing really happened at all. Oh. Uh, are you sure, sir? It certainly looked from my point of view as if uh, a lot more was about to happen. Honestly, Prentice, nothing at all happened between myself and Miss Hardbottom. In fact, I've given her the rest of the week off, just to cool her jets. Yes, I would think so, sir. Her jets definitely needed cooling. That's for certain. At any rate, Prenty, I don't see what it has to do with you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going down to my private dining room and have some very expensive food for my dinner, because I can afford it. Oh, can you, sir? Yes, Prenty, I can. And don't bother asking me how. Now, I'll see you later. None of my concern, eh? None of my concern! Typical man! Absolutely no consideration for the expected mother to be! You have been listening to Robots of the Company, episode number 84, Risky Business, which was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell, and which starred in order of appearance, Jonathan Patrick Russell as Chongo, Jeff Niles as Derek, Pete Lutz as Laszlo, David Alt as Hancock, MJ Cogburn as Miss Hardbottom, Joe J. Thomas as Putch, Victor Aurelius as Crusher, Joe J. Thomas as Lovely, Victor Aurelius as Prentice, Jonathan Patrick Russell as Beldar, Jeff Niles as Zimtron, Gary Erickson as Lynx, and Jonathan Patrick Russell as Haldrax. The Robots of the Company theme tune was composed and performed by Sarah Finn. The incidental music was provided by Kevin McLeod. The post-production editor was Jeff Niles. The sound designer, script editor, producer, and director was Jonathan Patrick Russell. 
the series. Robots of the Company was created by Jonathan Patrick Russell, and the copyright is held by Green Room Enterprises. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this program without the express written permission of Green Room Enterprises is strictly prohibited. Thank you for listening. We invite you to visit us on the web at dreamroomsite.com. And if you'd like to email us with any of your comments or questions, you certainly may do so at darkbuilding1 at yahoo.com. We were risking our business during the making of this audiogram. <laughs> the next episode of Robots of the Company will be the season 9 finale, and it will be entitled Pregnant. And boy, is that intriguing. And it's coming soon. Until then, this is the creditor, as always, asking you to please stay tuned. This program is copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and is brought to you by Dream Realm Enterprises. The journey continues. Robots of the company, it's in the program. <laughs>